0: welcome back. Uh welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I'm mostly welcoming myself back because I took a um very unplanned long hiatus from this podcast. Also a long hiatus from a lot of work things. Uh I'll get into that, but hello, welcome back. This is the first episode in over a month and a half i definitely totally abandoned you guys (laughs) and i feel very bad i missed you all so very much uh like i said i didn't intend to take a break this long i didn't intend to uh leave you hanging for this long but um that's what happened like i said i'll explain it but i just wanted to say hope you have been well i hope you're You know, doing well currently. Um, Happy Sunday. The podcast is back officially. She's back uh, and better than ever. No, but we're back with some new podcast artwork, which is so exciting. I just want to give a shout out to my friend Katie—not my friend Katie, who I do my other podcast with, but my other other friend Katie, uh, who I've been best friends with since I was in the second grade, actually third grade. Okay, so we're doing an episode together because she's currently home visiting. Uh, so you guys will get to hear us do an episode together, but um, and I'm sure we'll like touch on our friendship story, um, but. Yeah, so she designed the new podcast artwork. As you can see, um, it changed from like the photo of the books with like the microphone and stuff to this really cool graphic. I think that I like a graphic style podcast artwork better. That's what my other friend Katie and I have for our no trash talk podcast, and I love the look of it. It's so cute. Um, and so yeah, I just wanted to kind of change up the vibes freshen things up a bit because as we're kind of, uh, I guess, diving into spring very soon, I wanted to just freshen up this podcast. I also started an official Instagram page for it. It's just at Life Chats with Liv B um, so that I can post like when new episodes go up, clips from the episodes. I can, you know, if I ever mention something on the podcast, um, you can go to that Instagram to like see a photo of it or whatever. I'll be updating it with all the new episode information and, you know, everything you guys need to know. So if you would like to follow along there, just go uh, I was going to say hit me a follow. <laughs> Go give me a follow um, at Life Chats with Liv B. Of course, if you like already follow my other Instagram, like my real Instagram at um, it's uh, that's fine too. I'll usually kind of like post when there's a new episode there as well. But if you want to like follow all the Life Chats stuff, definitely follow that Instagram. I now manage officially three Instagram accounts because I do our no trash talk one as well. Uh, (laughs) and I have one for my dogs. So yeah, got a lot of Instagram accounts here, but, um, I actually do love social media management and I feel like if I didn't have my own business and social channels, I would probably be doing social media management for a company anyway. It's what I love to do. Um, but yeah, whoa, tangent already. So, okay. Today is a very fun and exciting and special episode because first of all, it's our first episode back on the air. Second of all, um, I'm going to give you guys a life update as to where I've been, what's been going on, just like a full on update And then um, we're going to be doing a super fun and very different thing where I basically on Instagram the other day, asked you guys if you'd be interested in an episode where you can anonymously submit um, like embarrassing stories, secrets, regrets, confessions, like kind of stuff like that. Um, And then I would read them out anonymously, obviously, uh, in a podcast episode. (laughs) And it'll honestly kind of be like a little therapy session. I probably am not going to give you guys advice. I just think that reading out things like, okay, so first of all, for you guys, being able to kind of like, put these things out into the universe and like, let go of them will be very therapeutic. I submitted one for myself as well. um, And you guys are not going to know which one is mine. But yeah, so I'm going to read some of them. Maybe I don't know how long it'll take. There's quite a lot of them. But I'm going to read them out in this episode. And I just want to say like, this is a 100% judgment free zone. Um, I'm not going to be like probably adding any commentary or anything. I'm just going to be reading through them. And hopefully it kind of allows you guys to not feel so alone as well, because I'm absolutely positive that there's going to be so many people who can relate to a lot of these things, and it'll help us all just feel less alone, I think, so that's going to be really fun, Um, so yeah, we'll start that after the life update. (laughs) This year started off with a big bang, basically, like I had... (laughs) I had all these plans and I ended up doing the vegan bundle, which you guys heard me talk about in another episode. Um, And that was like, I'm sure if you listened to my last episode, then you know like how much work that was. It was like very taxing. It was like very intense. Um, And then we ended up doing a relaunch of the vegan bundle, which was even more intense, even more just like so much work um, at the start of February. And going into that, I Literally said to Greg, I was like, I feel like I am about to be so burnt out after this, but I was just like, we're just gonna push through it. Like, Katie and I hustled so hard to finish our ebook um, for No Trash Talk, which was included in the vegan bundle relaunch. And we wanted to include it in there so that, like, the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were buying the vegan bundle could have our. Um, zero waste beginners guide ebook and there is close to 70,000 people who purchased the bundle so there is about 70,000 people who um, I think it's like 69,000 um, who now have our ebook and just the thought of that many people having this like zero waste guide with all of these tips and like ways to reduce their waste we knew that it would make such an impact and so we worked our absolute butts off when we found out that they were doing a relaunch of the vegan bundle. We, Katie was literally like using Siri to write the book while she was on a walk with her dog and her baby and I literally like didn't look up from my computer for days uh, but we got it done and we got it in the bundle and so then the week of the bundle it's it's kind of hard to explain why it's so much work. So basically like you're promoting this you know bundle of ebooks you know, you have to promote it a lot because people aren't always going to see everything that you post. So you kind of have to be talking about it throughout the day, every day that it's on, um, on all your platforms. And then um, you're also like answering people's questions and like talking to people in the community and just like, it's just kind of this big, exciting thing, but it takes so much time and effort. And I was just on my phone basically for a week straight, both times, like my screen time was probably off the charts uh it was it was not good but it was you know it I really wanted to do it. I'm not complaining. Like I'm so grateful to be able to have had that opportunity but I was right <laughs> when the relaunch ended okay sorry just had to like take off my bra because it was really comfortable. Uh whoa <laughs> Okay TMI. So when it ended I honestly just like hit a wall and it wasn't because of the bundle but the intensity of that week just like really pushed me to a breaking point um so you guys know I've had my own business for like four years basically and I have not ever taken a break like even when I've gone on a quote-unquote vacation like I went on a cruise with my ex-boyfriend and his family back in 2017 but I was still working on that (laughs) Um Greg and I went to Banff on a trip and while I was there I like accepted a brand deal to like do work for Canmore where we were while I was there. Like I have never really had a a day or like a a extended period of time where I was turned off of work, where I wasn't working, where I wasn't thinking about it, where I wasn't on social media. Like I really have not taken a vacation or a day off or a break like in four years, every once in a while, I would kind of hit this wall where I kind of felt depressed and I thought, you know, okay, maybe I just have like some depressive tendencies and like I know I have anxiety and stuff and I thought that that would just kind of like flare up every once in a while where I would just feel really tired and like unmotivated and I always just, you know, forced myself to push through it. But then when I hit this wall this time, it felt a lot more intense and I started looking into burnout. So basically what I found is like being super stressed is kind of like you feel like you have a lot to do, but you're able to like you're working towards getting it all done. Like you, you're trying to like get everything done. You're trying to like get through it. You're still like motivated to try and get it done. You're just really overwhelmed with how much stuff you have. Whereas burnout is more like you have all of this stuff to do or like that you have been doing but you just are completely and totally unmotivated and uninterested in doing any of it and anytime something new comes along it's just like just this huge burden and this huge weight and like even if it's something that you previously loved I kind of felt like that about everything including this podcast like thinking about sitting down to record honestly felt like someone was going to have to like force me to do it at gunpoint. I was like that's the only way I'm going to be able to do this um, and everything just felt like such a huge burden. And so I've kind of concluded that I just got really burnt out. But I was still like just really scared of taking time off because I work for myself. And I i mean, I'm sure anyone like if you're in school, you know, too, like <laughs> sometimes you just feel like you can't take time off. Like, you know, you need to, but you're like, I will fail or I will you know, lose out on money or lose out on opportunities or not actually be able to take a break because you have deadlines. And even if you don't work for yourself, like sometimes you just feel like you actually can't take a break, but then the alternative thought of like continuing to work is even more impossible. So I was kind of at this point for a few days where I was like, I literally can't do this, but I also don't feel like I can take a break. For the next couple days, Greg just like forced me to take a break. And it was honestly like the hardest thing I've ever done. I am not the kind of person who can just sit around and watch TV for hours. Like he would force me to watch a movie in the middle of the day. And I honestly felt like I could just rip my hair out. Like it was absolutely excruciating to sit there and not be doing any work. And I was still just constantly thinking about work like stuff that I should be doing stuff that I needed to do and then about a week later I kind of hit this point where we decided to go out for lunch in the middle of the day Um, and I was like okay I like fully need maybe like a couple weeks off and so that kind of like I guess led to like I haven't posted a YouTube video in a couple I think like two weeks almost now Um, And I took a good week off of Instagram where I just deleted the app totally and had like a full-on break from that. And that was amazing. I think I did a video on that, um, like a social media detox or sorry, I think I did a podcast episode on social media detox last year. So you guys should listen to that because I kind of did that again. Um, And I wouldn't say that like I'm still, I mean, obviously now I'm like back doing the podcast, but I'm still taking a break from YouTube um, and I'm working on some other stuff. So I've like lightened my workload quite a bit, and I've just started doing the things only that I kind of feel like I want to, like this podcast. Um, But I'm still like in this kind of state where I'm feeling still kind of burnt out. Um, But like it's getting boring not doing anything, which is why I wanted to kind of revive the podcast now and stuff. But then, amongst all of that, um, there was also some things in my personal life that were like really hard to deal with um so the first thing my dogs just like kept getting injured and sick <laughs> like hazel got a uti and then like some weird stuff was happening like on and off and like her she started like limping and there's just like been some stuff with that that's been really stressful um we thought that one of my cousins um might have bone cancer because she um had been like having a lot of pain in her leg for a long time and they finally like got x-rays and stuff and so they she's from new brunswick and they sent them to halifax to see a specialist and they were really really worried that it was osteosarcoma which is like cancer of the bones um and that was like really hard because she's so young she's like 12 it was honestly devastating like we were all just so upset um and so worried And it turns out they found out recently that it's actually an infection in her bones, which I mean is really bad. Like she's on, um, I think it's like antibiotics, like IV antibiotics for like six or eight weeks or something. Um, and it's going to be like really hard on her, but it's not cancer and it's, we're just so grateful for that. Um, but that was like a really hard week waiting for the result of that back. And also, um, my sister at, the exact same time as that, um, is going through a, uh, personal struggle that I'm not going to talk about because it's not my thing to share, but, um, it's like, it's just been, there's just been a lot of like really hard stuff in my personal life that doesn't, it's not necessarily stuff to do with me, but it's like, I've had to kind of be there to emotionally support a lot of people. And <laughs> as an empath and someone who's like very, very, um in tune with the emotions of others it's been like very I guess just emotionally draining and it's not that I don't want to be there for them like I actually love being there for people of course and I love being able to offer support but like just kind of having all these things happening at once. It was a lot. So I think that was just also adding to my burnout as well. And yeah, just the fact that I literally didn't take a break in four years. It's kind of fucked up. Um so yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on cutting back and um just kind of taking weekends and evenings off. Like not forcing myself to work seven days a week every week. Uh, I'm going to start taking the weekends off, which is nice. I mean, you know, obviously if there's like an event or like something that I think is like better to do on the weekend, I'll do it. But, um, I was really forcing myself to work all the time because I felt guilty if I wasn't working, if that makes sense. So, (laughs) uh, it was, it was a pretty unhealthy way to look at things, but I think when you're an entrepreneur and like, especially like a young entrepreneur, like trying to make, Uh, I don't know trying to make things work you just you feel like it has to kind of consume your life and I know that there's a lot of people like especially a lot of youtubers who have dealt with this and who have had to take a break and stuff um actually PewDiePie just took a break recently too so you know we're pretty in sync but (laughs) yeah um so that's where I've been I'm fine, obviously. Um, And I really am truly happy to be back doing this podcast. I miss you guys so much. And every time I got a message that was like, where's the podcast? I was like, "Uh, I'm sorry. Um, And I did plan to come back like the like at the start of the week when we found out about my cousin. um, And then we found out about that. And I just spent the weekend like, yeah, that just didn't feel like the right time. (laughs) I was like, just really not in a good headspace to, be coming back doing the podcast when I was kind of dealing with that that was really tough so now I think I am going to transition this into the what should I call this like the confessions chapter of this episode I don't know um I'm really excited to read these out I was reading some of them and guys I actually was shook like we'll get into it but um yeah, I'm really excited that so many people felt comfortable enough sharing this because I, it's going to be just such a nice little, little therapy sesh for us. So yeah, cozy on in, get yourself a little warm beverage or cold beverage. If you live somewhere where it's warm right now and let's, let's read some secrets. I think I'm just going to like read straight through them. I have no idea how long this is going to take, but, um, this is exciting. Okay. So here we go. So these are all things from people all over the world. I have no idea um, who these are from. Like, I can't even see who wrote it or anything. They're just all (laughs) uh, anonymous. And so, yeah, I hope this helps you guys for the people who wrote these. I hope this helps you get some stuff off your chest. And for the people listening, I hope maybe these kind of help you feel less alone if you can relate to them. So here we go. Lately, I've been thinking about how much I missed out on during my teenage years. Unfortunately, I lived in a household where I had to grow up quickly, drug abuse at home, and my coping mechanism was reading, and now I'm thinking that while it's great to experience so much through reading, I didn't in actuality and I'll never be able to rewind time. I can't seem to stop watching the life of my exes through social media and comparing myself to them. I know it's not healthy, but I'm in a constant struggle against myself to keep seeing and keep trying to be better than them. I'm really afraid of being a failure, and so I tend to do things in order to avoid that. And I'm starting to realize that it's killing my creativity and truth soul, making me quite depressed and insecure about myself, yet I'm too scared to do something about it because of people's opinion about me, mostly my parents and friends. I lost my virginity at 23 years old, yet I told my friends I had sex a few years ago. I regret lying about it and being so ashamed for being a virgin. Last summer, I went to a party. I was a bit of an outsider since I knew only one guy there, while the others had been friends for a while. I got to talk with most of them, including, air quotes, John and, air quotes, Alex. Well, fast forward to the end of the night, John is clearly interested in me and he asked me to go home with him, so I do. I enjoy my one night stand and never think about it again. Except that by a twist of fate, I end up texting Alex for fun and we quickly get involved. I find out that Alex and John are actually best friends and Alex did not know about what happened at the party. Yikes. I love him very much and I think he's the one. Imagine people asking for the story of how we met at our wedding. It will be fun to explain that the night we met, the bride slept with the best man and the groom is okay with it. My biggest regret is that even at 28 years old, I still let myself be influenced by my parents. I've always wanted to go abroad to try and find a better life for myself, but knowing that they don't approve and don't want me to go, I never made that step and probably never will. My partner is transgender and sometimes feels a lot of gender dysphoria, sexual, okay, I hope I said that right, sexual disconnection for long periods of time. We haven't had sex in over a year, his request, and he was my first ever sexual partner. Sometimes I feel like I'm missing out, but mostly I think he just doesn't want me slash is interested in other people. An eating disorder history has made my own insecurities skyrocket, and I worry about almost anyone he knows slash talks to. I once caught him talking with an ex about their past sexual history, and it just puts me in such a dark place, and we nearly broke up over it. Is it okay to feel this way? We've talked a lot about it before, but it often just turns into arguments and my boyfriend telling me that relationships shouldn't just be about sex. I know that, and I fully respect it, but we used to be so intimate, and now there's just nothing. The change in sexual side of our relationship has jolted me so much, especially since he was my first partner to explore things with. Any tips on how to find peace with this that doesn't involve breaking up or having an open relationship? If you want my advice on this, I think maybe you could go I mean I have no idea if the other person would be into this but I would suggest maybe like couples therapy this does I mean if there's anything in your relationship that you are struggling with that you don't feel like you can talk to your partner about without it turning into an argument I think maybe you do need an outside force to kind of help mediate that I normally talk to myself all the time pretending I have a YouTube channel or friends which creeps my family out. i used to do that too i wouldn't even mean to but i would like have a narrator in my head narrating everything that i was doing okay so this is an embarrassing story they said okay so this is a disgusting one when i was in the sixth grade i once started feeling super bad at school my stomach was hurting but it was not that i had to go at that moment i soon realized that something was very wrong so i took off from school and said that i was getting sick Because my school was so close, I went there by bike every morning, so I had to go back by bike also. As soon as I arrived at the parking lot where all the kids' bikes were parked, I realized that I indeed had to poop right now so bad. It was too late, I could not hold it back any chance, and the next entrance to the school to go to a ladies' room was far away. Long story short, I had to poop right there at the parking lot in between those poor other kids' bikes. Sad face. I could not hold it, and it hurt so much, I can still remember it to this day, and that was like 13 years ago, maybe. I would also like to tell you that I was a super small and shy little girl. It was definitely not my first choice. It was weird and quite embarrassing, but sometimes as a kid, you're so helpless. And looking back in a weird way, I'm also proud of myself for taking care of me that day and just doing what I had to do. (laughs) Aww. All right, taking a real turn here. I don't care about babies, anyone's babies. They do absolutely nothing for me. Never wanted one, never had one, and it took decades for me to accept that it was okay and not selfish and evil. When I was maybe 14 and I got my first boyfriend, we were making out and I got my first hickey, but I had no clue what a hickey was. So the next day I looked at my neck and I had this massive bruise slash black spot on my neck. I freaked out because it wasn't there the day before, and I didn't do anything that could result in such a spot. So, of course, I went to my mom, totally freaked out, and said, Mom, I think I have some serious disease or cancer, and showed her my neck. First of all, she didn't really know I had a boyfriend or anything. She said, well, it looks like a hickey. I was so embarrassed to this day, 14 years later, I still cringe about it, and she still asks who gave it to me. I've never talked to a boy before, romantically that is, but last summer I messaged a guy I liked and got ghosted, and the worst part is I'm still in school with him and see him every day. It was humiliating and I desperately avoid him to this day, but fortunately I've moved on from liking him and I'm trying to get over everything. Hopefully someday someone will like me. I know this probably isn't really interesting to everyone, but I'm sure many deal with the same issue as I do, but no one is brave enough to speak up. I haven't had my period for 8 months now. I do not have disordered eating, I'm not over-exercising, I have a normal BMI, and I got my hormones checked. Basically, everything about me is normal, I just don't get my period. I don't know why, but it's hard for me to talk about this because I feel like I am no real woman like nobody would understand. I'm scared that I'm not able to get kids even though the doctor said everything will be fine and there's a lot of women struggling with this, but it is kind of a forbidden topic. So I just wanted to tell you, if you're struggling, you're not alone, and those talks where everyone is talking about how bad their cramps and cravings are will be over someday, and you will take part in them without awkwardly being silent. Give yourself and your body some time. I had an abortion three years ago at the age of 18, and I never told anybody, not even my sister or current boyfriend. I'm ashamed that people will view me differently, especially my parents who are conservative. I'm a third year at university, and my boyfriend is graduating this spring. I hate that I feel this way, but sometimes I get scared that he will be off in the real world, distance will become a problem, and he might find someone else. My boyfriend is 30 years older. We almost didn't stick it out because it was hard feeling shame hiding all the time and being misjudged. But after separating a short period, we realized how right together we are. And now it's been almost 10 years and we're so happy. So fuck the haters. Let's all support, let's support all love and understand sometimes things just happen and it's not necessarily bad or wrong. It's different from what a lot of us are used to seeing as normal or acceptable. I have celiac disease and probably cry or have anxiety attacks almost daily. Diagnosed less than a year ago in my 20s. Thank God life makes sense finally, but I feel so alone and misunderstood for all of these fears and special needs. To any celiac crying every day. I'm here too, and we're not that crazy. Or maybe a little. (laughs) Last year, I was really hurting. I started my freshman year of college without my dad. And I's relationship basically destroyed. Mom is an unhealthy person, so I haven't spoke to her in years, so it's just my dad. It killed me inside, and on top of that, a guy I cared deeply for used me and lied to me. These things, mainly the situation with my dad, caused me to go into a downward spiral where I disassociated for the first semester. I drank and had sex with whoever, which is bad. Both of those decisions aren't really me, but I was trying to numb the pain I was in because it was emotionally tough to handle at the time. I had no family anymore for a while. Now I'm better and found myself healing emotionally, but I have HPV because of my disassociated events. I feel guilty and like a whore and have told none of my friends. I read it can go away in a few years, and I hope so, because it's hard to deal with the consequences of decisions someone who's not you, me disassociating, made, and no one would understand that if I told them about my STD. I feel a bit odd being 22 this year and never having been in a relationship, and it's not like I'm totally undesirable, mostly just quite busy. I don't like to go clubbing and have a lot of girl-dominant hobbies, etc. Lately, this has made me pretty self-conscious. I hope there's someone else who can feel assured that at least there's someone, <laughs> at least there's me with them still single. Also, all tips are welcome. I also have a friend who is pretty much in this exact situation, <laughs> um, almost the same age as well who is feeling the same thing and i feel like everyone who is in their mid 20s who like has never been in a relationship feels like they're the only one but i can i can 100% assure you <laughs> there are more people feeling like that than you would expect sometimes i'm worried that nobody truly gets me and i won't find the one that does i had an abortion that i never told anyone about it's been 2 years and i don't regret it nor do i feel as bad about it as i think i should Obviously, I have regrets about what led me into having to make a decision like that, but I have zero regrets about the decision itself. I didn't cry about it. I never really think that much about it. I don't daydream about what my life with a baby would be like. In all actuality, I would totally do it again, but I will also do everything in my power to prevent having to do that. My confession. I love girls so much, but I'm not out yet. I like guys too, so dating guys isn't the worst, but deep down, I know I want a serious girlfriend. Even though I keep dating guys, I always wonder if I'll ever find the girl for me in my lifetime. Sometimes I think back at how bad I treated my mother during my teenage years. I was rude to her and inconsiderate. She would always pick me up late from school and I always got so angry that I wouldn't talk to her for days. Now as I look back as an adult, I'm always filled with tears and regret. I want to undo it all. I've apologized countless times, but her forgiveness and understanding that it was just puberty doesn't shake my regret. I regret rushing to lose my virginity. I was 19 and all my friends had already lost theirs so I found a guy quickly and he treated me terribly throughout and I regret not waiting for a guy who would have respected me. Started my period at work once and thank god I worked at a clothing shop. I radioed my boss and asked to go on my 15. Bought a new pair of pants because I had leaked through my jeans while working then went back to work. (laughs) I have never felt more alive in my life than I do at this moment. I overcame fears and judgments, and it's all thanks to my awesome fiancé. I now live for adventure, travel, love, and connecting with all walks of life. I'm so proud of myself, and I look forward to becoming wiser and enjoying this beautiful world. My first heartbreak was when I was 14, and I still feel that love pain more than any other 10 years later. So, a little over two weeks ago, I went to my first concert in the city— I was already nervous because I just got my driver's license about a month ago and I hate getting on the highway, let alone driving into the city. Anyways, I kind of kept the artist I was seeing on the low because they're a very openly queer and provocative person, so that also made me nervous because I'm not out and I live in a pretty rural area. But I drove there and had an amazing time, until I was pulling out of the parking lot. There were tons of cars crowding the street, including cars parked on the side of the street. So I'm turning right because the car is letting me go, but as I'm turning, all I hear is a loud screech. I immediately stopped. The people in the other car were still waiting, so I just had to keep going. I pulled over to the side of the street and ran back to the other car to see the damage. Keep in mind, there are literally at least 20 cars around me who are at a standstill traffic who just witnessed this. I looked, and there was a scratch with a teeny dent. I went back to my car and didn't see anything, so I thought I was in the clear. I went home and prayed to God that no one knew or reported me. I mean, maybe I should have left a note or something because I have insurance. I just really didn't want the car taken away. So I went home and pretended like nothing happened. For a couple of days, I was fine until I went outside to walk my dog. I saw my dad looking at the car with confusion and I immediately knew what it was. He asked me, what's this? And as I look, there's a big scratch on the side of my car. I guess when I went to look at the damage, I was pretty dark so I couldn't see anything. Anyway, I pretended like I had no idea where it came from. My dad was so confused and asked me if I heard anything, and I said no. Somehow he believed me and said I have to be more careful, but the other day, karma came running my way. I was in a neighborhood leaving a dead-end street, and I swear I looked and didn't see any cars coming. I started to go, and this car came out of nowhere. It scared the life out of me. I pushed on the brakes and pulled over, but the car sped off, so now I have another scratch on the front of my car. Lesson? Karma's a bitch. (laughs) I'm 22 and have never been in a relationship or ever had someone really be into me, TBH. I joke with my friends and family that it doesn't bother me, and I try and believe it, but sometimes it does get quite sad. The first time I ever slept over at my boyfriend's for the night, my period started through the night, and I woke up in a puddle of blood that soaked through his blankets and stained them and his mattress. He was totally gagged. (laughs) My biggest regret is definitely breaking up with my ex-boyfriend during a huge mental health crisis. Instead of working through it and working on myself, I broke things off. Always wanting to reach out to him, but he hates me now for ending things when I had virtually no reason to. Have been with my boyfriend for five years and he's my first and only boyfriend. We moved in together within a few months of meeting. Problem is that I'm bi and have been getting more and more curious about girls and other people, but like I don't want to leave him because I've never been with anyone else and I've never lived on my own, and not knowing stresses me out, if that makes sense. I used to take Ubers to work because I refused to get my driver's license. One time I called an Uber to take me to my shift, and when I got a notice on my phone saying my Uber was almost there, I went outside. I saw a car with a guy in the driver's seat that's not normally in my neighborhood and thought that that was my driver. I got in and said, Sorry, the app says for you to take me to Blank Restaurant, but it's actually Blank Theater across the street. It just doesn't let me put in the address. He responded, No problem, just give me directions, and we went on our way. He dropped me off and asked if I was going to need a ride home, and I said I would if he wanted to be in the area around 11. He drives off, and as I walk into work, I get a notice on my phone from Uber saying my trip had been canceled due to me never showing up for my Uber. I got into a car with a stranger that wasn't my Uber. I was freaking out all of my shift because he knew where I worked and where I lived and when to pick me up. I got so freaked out that I asked one of my co-workers, who's now my boyfriend, what to do and he said he would drive me home from work that day. I didn't see the car when I got off, but I did leave the back entrance and haven't seen that Uber since. My co-worker, now boyfriend, drove me to and from work every day until I got my license. It was terrifying, but it was the kick in the butt I needed to get up and get my license. I've never cheated on anything before except once when I was in the 10th grade I felt I very slightly cheated on a MAPS test and I got caught and I feel awful as hell and still think about it sometimes and I regret it to this day. I used to pee my pants whenever I laughed a little too hard so in the 6th grade we had to do this team building exercise where we all stand in a circle and on the count of 3 we all sit down on each other's knee and it's like we're all holding each other up. Well, I had to sit on my crush's knee and everyone started giggling. I immediately started to panic but couldn't stop it. I just started peeing. Thankfully, my mom forced me to wear a super jumbo pad that day because it was on my period and that sucker absorbed everything. Disaster averted. Thank you, super jumbo pad. <laughs> I work in childcare and my coworker and I decided to try and make our own baby wipes. We got the ingredients and forgot to pick up unscented baby wash. I went to text my coworker, who was also my best friend. No worries, I have some of it at home. I use it to wash my badge, but I accidentally sent it to one of the parents of the children in our class. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was going to babysit for a single dad, and my sister was just joking with me all day that he was actually inviting me over because he was newly single. He told me just to walk in, but the door was locked when I got there. I texted him that the door is locked, and he ran down to let me in, wearing nothing but a robe. He let me in and went back upstairs to get ready. Since my sister had been joking with me all day, I texted her. Oh my god, you are so right. He came to the door in just a rope. Winky face. I accidentally sent it to him. I actually considered leaving. It was so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god. One time in class, I was wearing a skirt, and I also had a thong on underneath, and somehow, as I went to stand up, my skirt got caught on my chair and came off, and my entire ass was on display for the class to see. Okay, how does that happen? Honestly, that's so sad. (laughs) My boyfriend got a job in another city, and so I moved with him. It's been really hard, even after two years. I left all my family and friends and a pretty decent job. He's slowly trying to look for other jobs back home, but I feel really depressed all the time living here, and I really hate my new job and find it super hard to make friends. I'm happy to have him advance his career, but I'm so unhappy I'm thinking about moving home. I just don't want to leave him because he's my person, but should that come at the expense of my personal happiness? I just don't know. Sincerely, Defeated. I'm still in love with my ex, and I don't know how I'm ever going to move on. I've had a crush on my best friend for seven years, and I'm still too scared to tell her out of fear of ruining our friendship. Regret. Spending so much of my life focused on being a girlfriend slash wife and not putting myself and my dreams first. So, my brother was definitely the favorite child when we were growing up. Right now, though, he's kind of struggling and keeps pointing out how much better I'm doing than he is. And, like, I still feel like a mess, but it's hashtag true that I'm killing the game in comparison to him. Part of me wants to be happy that the tables have turned and I'm sort of favored in my mom's eyes now, but I also feel so guilty being compared to him like that. It makes me feel like I shouldn't feel bad. It makes me feel like I should feel bad for doing well when my brother can't do the same. I just want to enjoy my successes without it seeming like a direct diss on him when it has nothing to do with him. I never told my husband that I'm bisexual, but I'm in love with him and don't plan on ever being with anyone else. So does it even matter? I have no sex drive. My husband and I have been married for six months, and we've had sex twice. He says he's okay with it, but secretly, I feel really guilty about it. Hey Liv, I know this might be a weird one, but I regret going to college. I just went to please my parents, and because I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. I just got a general English degree, which is pretty useless since I don't want to teach or anything. I'm 26 now and still don't know where my life is headed, and I'm super depressed all the time. Confession. I had this crazy strong crush on one of my college professors, even though we haven't kept in touch since I graduated five years ago, I, to this day, am convinced that we're meant to be together and will somehow cross paths again. It seems so ridiculous when I say it, but it's honestly how I feel. I dated this guy in high school who cheated on me for the entire two years we were together. My best friend could see that he was a piece of shit, but I somehow couldn't see it. It took me years to get over the whole thing mentally. I'm okay with it all now and fully moved on from it and I've even told my best friend that she was right and I had no idea what I was doing. We had a good laugh about it recently and it felt really good to talk about it in a more positive light. If someone really close to you is telling you something it's probably not a bad idea to take into consideration their perspective on the situation. It's one of my biggest regrets in life but without it I wouldn't have made me it wouldn't have made me the strong person I am today. Hashtag girls helping girls trust your bestie. I always get so into sex right before I ovulate and then right after when my body realizes it's not pregnant, I basically am not interested in sex at all. I feel sort of like a failure because I'm so in tune with my hormones, maybe too in tune. One time when I was like 8, I had a friend over for a sleepover and I pooped myself during the night (laughs) instead of going to the bathroom, we went to the living room and sat on the couch. She asked me if I smelled something and asked if the cat pooped on the floor. It was me. I regret that I continued with a seven-month relationship when I 100% knew I shouldn't have even gone on a second date, because you're boring. But I don't regret breaking up with you, because you hated Captain America's Civil War as the final nail in the slow, painful ending of dating you. Hope you're well, though. (laughs) I'm secretly so lonely, for friendship, for a relationship, for anyone. I feel like no one knows my soul. I try to meet other people and put myself out there, but no one ever seems to stick. I'm also like the black sheep of my family. My sisters are closer than I am with them and I don't really get along with my parents. I just want one friend. That's it. Just a companion so I don't have to keep doing life alone. I just want to interject and say that if you guys ever need someone to talk to or someone to vent to or anything, you can always message me. I have 100% felt like you do and felt like you know there's times in my life when I don't have anyone so um yeah send me a message sometime if you guys are really lonely or if you want someone to tell you that you're going to be just fine okay taking a turn here one time my boyfriend was going down on me and I accidentally queefed in his mouth he thought it was an actual fart (laughs) (laughs) haha hey Liv so I've been with my high school sweetheart since I was 16 I'm 27 now we're happily in love About six years ago, I was struggling with commitment issues. We were in a really hard place. We were fighting a lot, forcing our relationship, so we decided to break up mutually. We broke for about four to five months. We got back together and stayed together for about half a year, then the fighting started again. We decided to take a break completely. We broke up for about two to three months. We somehow found each other again, and by then I knew deep in my heart I would never leave him or let my brain think we didn't belong together. It had always been me breaking up with him, not knowing if I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life. Around May of that year, I got a phone call from my best friend. She said 911. I went rushing to her house. She had my other friend on speakerphone. All she said was, "I need to talk to you. Listen to me, please. I heard from blank that your boyfriend is pregnant with his coworker." Life changed in 5 seconds of a sentence. I asked him. He told me it was true. We struggled so deeply and so hard for months. He had a daughter in September of that year. Fast forward four years. We're happily married. He sees his daughter regularly every week. She's with her mom. I really didn't think my life would be this soap opera of a show, but it was, and I couldn't be more thankful. I love this little girl so much. She's funny as heck, sweet, cute, and has an attitude like her daddy. I love him very much. He's a sweet and honest man, hardworking, loving. He makes me giggle all the time. Miracles happen whether you think it's a miracle or not. I love my life and couldn't be more thankful for the hardships I've been dealt with. Oh, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) My boyfriend broke up with me mainly because we were long distance. I would have done anything to stay with him. I would have given up my career opportunities to move back to his city and be with him. We were supposed to have a life together, kids together one day. Even though it's very traditional to put a relationship as a higher priority than career, I would have done it, and I regret not realizing it before it was too late. I also listened to the No Trash Talk podcast, so that kind of inspired this story. About a month ago, I started using a Diva Cup, yay for helping the planet, which has been fine, I'm used to it now, and it's great. So recently I put it in at like 7 and went about my day. I came home at 4.15 and went to the bathroom to empty it. I hadn't emptied it all day. So I went to empty it and started taking it out and it's fine. But in the past, it kind of hurts when it comes fully out and expands while it's still in you. I hear you. I know what you mean. So I think, well, I'll just pinch the sides higher up as the cup comes out and it won't pop out and hurt. What could go wrong? Ah, yes. (laughs) Bad decision. So I did that and I squeezed the blood out of the cup it was pretty full so blood went all over the bathroom floor like a big mess and all over my hands my socks and my legs just a big ass mess and then when I'm standing there just shocked like oh my god what just happened I had to clean it all up which took forever and was so gross and messy and looked like a murder scene I laugh now but oh my god I couldn't even believe it you're welcome internet friends yeah diva cups can just look so messy like actually like a murder scene that's happened to me too um it's not fun but still love the diva cup so much would never go back (laughs) i had feelings for my current partner while i was still dating my previous partner and the last one on here oh my gosh we went through all them says i'm bi and i'm too scared to tell anyone whoa guys okay maybe this should be like a monthly segment or something because I feel very therapeutic after that I don't know about you I feel like I I have one too many secrets in my head now um but wow that actually just in a weird way does make me feel so much better about my problems in my life Because there are just so many things like on a daily basis, when you think back about things that you're embarrassed about or things you regret doing and kind of being able to spill that, I feel like is really nice and just being able to let go. So thank you so much to everyone who sent those in. I appreciate that so much. Um, I'm so happy that, you know, this was hopefully helpful for you guys. Um, And I hope you got something out of that. I, Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. If you did definitely send me a DM on my new Instagram at life chats with live B and let me know if I should make this like a monthly segment or something, or like maybe, I don't know, a few times a year. Um, and for everyone who like missed submitting it, definitely keep an eye on the Instagram because if I do it again, I will be posting it there. Um, But yeah, whoa. So that was a very interesting and fun way to to kick off the relaunch of the podcast. Um, So I think I'm going to wrap it up here because my mouth is very dry. Um, But I will be talking to you guys next week. The podcast is back. Don't worry. So every Sunday, just you know, get ready for a new episode. Also make sure you subscribe to No Trash Talk, which is my other podcast. It is a zero waste themed podcast, um, that my friend Katie and I host and it's amazing. I'm so obsessed with it. Um, it's like the podcast that I myself needed. So I'm just learning so much every week. I've improved my own life in so many ways through listening to that podcast. So, um, definitely if you're into, you know, eco-friendly living and zero waste um give it a listen because you will love it so that's going to be everything for today thank you guys for tuning in i love you so much i hope you are doing well again thank you to everyone who sent in confessions i really enjoyed reading those sending the biggest virtual hug to all of you and um yeah i will talk to you guys next week bye